0: This is the Dosa Cerro Podcast, a weekly show devoted to football in Mexico, the U.S., and beyond. If you are a pocho, puma, regio, chiva, cholo, Presa, tigre, tapatio, chilango, or even a Methodist, pull up a chair, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the next 90 minutes of heated football debate. Thus begins... The Dosa cero Podcast. I cannot find my other song. Shocks. Okay. Apologies. Uh this is uh the Dosa Cero podcast. My name is John Jagu. Good to have you with us today. Really appreciate you joining us on a lovely Wednesday night where it is apparently raining very hard in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic. Here in the central part of the country, it is a very comfortable. I saw a bunch of stars out in the sky. Very, very lovely evening. And I'm sure one of our compatriots is having a lovely evening evening right now out there in uh, Los Angeles. Daniel Preciado is actually present at the current LA Galaxy Santos Laguna match, so we'll be uh, hopefully hearing from him. A little bit later. We are broadcasting live on YouTube tonight for you folks that are listening to us live. uh, Please feel free to drop us any questions or comments, and we will be sure to get to those. A couple of topics for you guys tonight. Uh, Of course, we're going to talk about the CONCACAF Champions League. We're in the middle of uh, the first leg of the quarterfinals with three games already in the books. We're also going to talk about the Copa America and the draw that we had on. Sunday, a show that was an hour long, and frankly, it could have been three minutes and it would have been just as good. We're also going to talk about, over the weekend, uh, a very big game, very entertaining game. El Clásico Joven, two Mexico City sides, Cruz Azul and América, played uh, to a draw, a very exciting draw, after uh, Club América had gone up, Cruz Azul clawed back to uh, tie it up at the last minute. Maybe possibly could have gone ahead. Something we'll discuss as well. And of course, uh, we'll talk about some other random topics, things that have happened in the world of soccer and in popular culture. So again, please please feel free to join us, pull up a chair, put your headphones on, give us a listen. If you're live on YouTube, please uh, give us your questions or comments and we'll get to those. But uh, before uh, we do that, let's go ahead and get started and we're going to talk First of all, about the uh, draw that happened in New York City. A lot of uh, people all dressed up, wearing their coats and ties. Every coach was there. It was uh, a big, big deal, the Copa America draw. And the results are in. After uh, an hour-long ceremony with some uh, musical talent of varying degrees, we'll just leave it at that. They had their little ceremony, and they were able to uh, place the teams in the in the in the groups and we'll go over the groups with you guys here in a second. Well, let's start off with uh with Mexico's group, which is group C Mexico of course was uh given a a group seed because they along with Brazil are the most historic teams or I guess the the winningest teams in their respective regions and then the next uh, seed went to the host country, which is the u s a and then the last and final seed was given to the team that had the highest FIFA ranking. In this case, that was Argentina. So how amazing that it was able to work out for them that they were able to get Mexico, the USA, Brazil, and Argentina as group seeds. Who would who would have ever thunk it? The 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 stars definitely aligned for the, the CONCACAF Bowl folks to make that happen. But anyway, Mexico has group C. And uh, before I get into that, I suppose I should introduce our folks. We have a limited panel with us tonight, but we do expect some people to join us. Out in uh, the Northeast, where is it? I don't know if it's raining up in your neck of the woods, but I know it's raining a little further south of you. We have Christian Velez. How are you, sir?
1: Hey, John. How are you doing? Uh, yes, it is indeed raining up here. It's been, it's been raining all day, actually, since yesterday, and then we have a lot of wind, which makes it very interesting driving on the highway. Uh, but all things considered, we're doing okay.
0: You uh, satisfied with Mexico's grouping?
1: I think that in general terms, it's a pretty accessible group for Mexico, um, so I'm I not sure there's a lot of room to complain, I mean, compared to at least the group that the U.S. got, you know.
0: Okay, so, we'll yeah. talk about that in a second. Good to have you with us. Across Travis County, down in South, South Austin, we have with us... Albert, el chiquis campa. Albert, good evening. Hey. How are you, sir?
2: Hey, how are you guys doing? Good over here watching the game, the Santos game on my little phone here. Yeah. Gotta be here. How how little is your phone? Actually, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's the uh, okay. Note Five.
0: Does it Does it fit comfortably in your wrist?
2: Yeah, no iPhone here. Note Five, Samsung. Pretty good.
0: Yeah. Are you Are you anti Apple?
2: Uh, not really, but I won't buy an Apple. Yeah. <laughs> I'll invite Apple phones.
0: I understand. I understand. Well, we'll, maybe a topic we'll have to discuss a little bit later. Over to Philadelphia. A man who uh, lost his uh, satellite satellite transmission because of all the rain has now having to watch the LA Galaxy Santos game on his iPad. It shows the dedication that he has. We have with us a gentleman who is very upset that he's not able to watch the uh, Santos LA Galaxy game on his brand-new 75-inch 4K vivid color TV, where he can watch the BBC in full 4,000K. We have with us Ronnie DeLuna. Ronnie, how are you, sir?
3: Uh, very good, very good. Uh, well, aside from the weather, but, um, like, you know, um, just watching here on my iPad, watching the Galaxy in Santos.
0: How's that? How's that 75-inch TV doing for you? Is that enough? enough? 75 enough? Enough for you?
3: No, it needs bigger. It needs bigger. Right. It needs bigger.
0: Okay. So as we were saying, we were talking about uh, Copa America. Christian, let us know his uh, initial thoughts about Group C, and then uh, what's uh, Mexico is the course of course the head. Their first game is going to be against Uruguay, and that's going to be in Phoenix. We will have uh, on-the-ground reporting there with uh, a gentleman who will be joining us later, Fernando Regino, who lives in the Phoenix area. And then Mexico plays, uh, is it, uh, boy, I just, uh, Jamaica, excuse me, Jamaica. They will be playing them in Pasadena, and then they'll be playing uh, Venezuela in Houston, Texas over at the NRG Stadium. And, of course, this tournament starts in early June. Uh, Chiquis. When you watched the draw, were you were you expecting, like I was, Ecuador to go into Mexico's group, the way that the groups were going?
2: Not really. I mean, I, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting anything, and I, I didn't watch the draw live. I watched it the next day, so I just fast-forwarded through all that music and garbage and, you know, just watched the main thing, and that was, that was pretty much it. But, yeah, I think I'm pretty happy with that group. Uh, I'm actually glad Mexico gets to play Uruguay because I just... Don't like them, uh, especially. And I know I know Fort Line, I guess retired, but I, I'd love to just beat that dude. And, and they just seem so like pretentious and cocky. Those guys. So I'm, I hope Mexico does well against them. Mostly.
0: Uruguayos. Yeah, those dudes. That's um uh, you know, I they're they're Mexico, except for the World Cup, has is, has is, uh, actually played Uruguay. Very decently, particularly in Copa America, where I don't think they've lost to them, and in a couple of watch well, what they did in uh, Argentina, but we won't talk about that team because that wasn't really Mexico. Ronnie, over to Philadelphia. You watched the draw. You watched the, the wonderful musical numbers. You were caught Oh, okay, well, that was show. horrible or oh, fantastic. What are you talking God. about?
3: <laughs> that was horrible. But <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, I'm not even going to comment on that. I tweeted about that. Yeah. We'll not good. I Actually, uh, Tavares, the year wine coach, he wasn't in attendance. Um, was he sick? I don't know. I don't know the reason. I didn't really look into it. I just thought that was weird. Do you he think he's there? like
0: Keith Richards, where he has to have his? I mean, he looks like the kind of guy that might have to have his blood replaced every six months. Maybe it was that time. What do you think? Like Keith Richards?
3: <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, I, bet, don't know. I bet
0: you they've party together, Tavares and uh, Keith Richards. I think they have. Anyway, well, let's just discuss the uh, the other groups. Group A, as Christian had mentioned, uh, a lot of people are calling the group of death. I don't necessarily think there's a, a group of death in this because I think the groups are all pretty evenly matched. But the USA has, uh, they have Paraguay, they have Costa Rica, and they have Colombia. Now, that that is a pretty strong group. Paraguay lately hasn't been as, as strong as they were certainly in 2010 when they made it. You know they were within a penalty kick of beating Spain, the eventual world cup champions in the and in the quarter final when of course the the best player on that field that night was uh was dario verón the 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 puma defender who had to come in on to spell someone who had been suspended and then they have Colombia of course, and they have Costa Rica so that's a very difficult group and uh you know I don't have the other groups in front of me, but uh if I can remember what they were, were. Uh no I can't. Any of you guys have the other two groups in front of you?
2: In Group B, there's uh, Brazil, Ecuador, Haiti, and Peru. And then in Group D, there's Argentina, Chile, Panama, Bolivia.
0: All right, so let's talk about Brazil's group. So they have ID. Now ID, have you guys got to watch them in Copa America? I really was impressed by them. I mean, considering. In Jamaica,
1: right? No, I'm talking about ID. Well, I didn't play the the, the Copa America. Right?
0: I'm sorry, the Copa, the Copa Oro. The
1: Gold Cup. Yeah, they, uh-huh. they had a they had a very good um, tournament. Haiti's a uh, a team that that sort of combines the best of the region. You know, they have pretty good technical ability all over the field, and they have a a pretty strong physical presence. But they do lack, uh, you know, they're a little tactically naive, and and they tend to uh to fade. Um, as the games were on, but I think that 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 uh they, they had a pretty solid uh, gold cup, some good performances, and uh, I think they can do something I think they can you know they can they might turn some heads
0: they certainly have the ability and uh, the fact that no one is expected at all to possibly make it uh, into the knockouts uh, because uh, I think that the, the, the folks that they there are playing outside of Brazil I think are teams that they can certainly match up against. And possibly give them uh, a bit of a surprise. I think that, that they are definitely uh, someone to keep an eye on. And of course, you know they could also completely fall apart and lose every game eight nothing, which I don't think is going to happen because I mean they they did manage to qualify for this thing, and I think that they have a, a very realistic chance of uh, of definitely moving on. And then the other group uh, group D with Argentina uh, outside of Argentina, which which of those countries do you guys expect to uh to make it through do you think panama has a chance there
1: yeah i think panama panama um, i think in the gold cup they uh had a pretty underwhelming group stage but uh i think there's that's a team that could come in you know they're a little more veteran now but uh they could probably come in with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder based on what happened last summer uh specifically against mexico I think they could probably come in and and grind down some results and uh and I wouldn't be surprised if they get out of the group, to be honest. I
0: think, I think Ronnie, do you have any of those games in uh, in Philly? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Albert.
4: Go ahead.
3: Uh, Yeah, well, I, well, I have, uh, what, I think there's two or three uh, group stage games here in Philly. USA's playing one. I think they're playing against uh, Badawai, I think, or who they're playing. I know that they're playing somebody. There's like two games here or three games here in Philly
2: in the group stages.
0: You know, speaking of USA, uh, and I'll get to that in a second, but Albert, uh, what were you, you going to say about Panama?
2: I was going to say, I think when when we're talking group of death, I think group D actually might... I mean, I would consider that more of a group of death than group A because Argentina, Chile, Panama are like the top teams. In that. I mean, Bolivia is sort of out of, out of out of it, but those three teams are top teams in all of the whole tournament, I think. But uh, group A, I think coming from a United States perspective, that's where all this group of death is coming for because I think the U.S. is going to have a tough time getting out of that group. So they automatically cover it, call it you know the group of death. But I don't see any of those teams like the U.S. at a high level, uh, Paraguay, and then Costa Rica, sort of, I guess. But um, Colombia, of course, is viewed as the top team on paper, but then they've had some struggles. So, I mean, that's, that's my opinion on Group D is pretty much being the... Uh, a group of death if you want to if there is even you know if you want to call them
0: you know that's that's a very good point uh you know i was kind of expecting chile to i think the coach had even said that they might bring an experimental team so i don't know if we'll see the the full chile that we saw in brazil even last year at the when they hosted the copa america but Panama, you know, the, 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 this is a uh, uh, tournament for them to really show what they can do. And if they have a good a good tournament, if they, may, if they make it out of the group stage, if they make it to the quarterfinals, that to me would be a huge accomplishment for them. And it would give them the confidence, I think, to, to help them push forward and, you know, not only make it to the World Cup, but, you know, Playing well at Copa América, as we saw what it did for Mexico, I think it gives uh, the team confidence. That, you know, shows them, hey, you know what? We can pl- now we know we can play with it, with anybody. Let's go out and do it. And uh, so hopefully that'll happen for 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 Panama because the reality is 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 that we need Concacaf to, to to get better and, and keep getting better. And 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 the, the better the competition, the better you have to be to beat it. And then it, I think it prepares you for. What lies ahead. Now, the one thing I did notice about this tournament, and I think it's kind of uh, a bit criminal, that but and it, it is, you know, I guess due to the the size of the country, but the 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 travel schedules for some of these teams is really really harsh. Uh, USA has to go. Uh, I guess they're going to, from Santa Clara to, to Seattle and then across to Philly. That is, what, like a seven hour flight? Have, uh, Ronnie, have you, have you done the coast to coast?
2: Ronnie? You on mute, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep,
3: yeah, sorry about that. No, uh... Have you ever done a coast to coast? I think I think it's, what, five, six hours, if I'm not mistaken?
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: it's have, you, have you done and it? five and a half hours, yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you, uh, Christian, have you done one? Have you done it coast to coast?
1: Yeah, I've gone from New York to Long Beach. Um, and, um, yeah, you're looking at probably at least five hours, give or take. So, I mean, the, the scheduling, yeah, it seems like they didn't – it doesn't seem like they put a lot of thought behind that because they, some of the the travel itineraries for some of the teams are pretty, Dude, pretty ridiculous.
0: They put every thought behind it. But the problem is is that the thought that they put behind it is not what's best for the players. Let's just leave it at that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they'll be sharing uh, commercial flights. Uh, I think that's what happened during the Gold Cup last year. They uh, Some of the teams that were playing in the same venues would share the, the flights on the way to the venue, which is, I mean, I understand it, but it's uh, the kind of money they were pulling in. would have they a problem have...
0: with that. And I'm, uh, they, should, they should never have fly commercial for something like this.
1: Yeah, right? Hold
3: on. Uh, was it the Gold Cup? I thought it was the, the, the Women's World Cup. I think that's where that made the headlines.
1: Yeah, but I know it happened in the Gold Cup, too. Uh, in ah, the, okay. In the knockout rounds. Um, it, it was it was really weird. But It you know happened what? in the
0: 2009 Gold Cup final. Mexico
1: and, and the, the U.S. USA, on the yeah. same plane. That's right. Jimmy Jimmy Conrad uh, made yeah. a joke about uh, Vasco Aguirre at that point. That's after um, he had, uh, had that little run-in with a Panamanian player during gold, uh, the, the the group stage game. And on the flight back uh, towards New York for the final, Jimmy Conrad made a, uh, I, I thought it was, you know, in good taste. It was. Fun.
0: Well, yeah, it was in good taste, but it's just it's poor planning, like you said. And and for for as much money as this tournament's making, there is no reason why they can't charter, you know, have sixteen charter planes for each team, and wherever the team goes, they go on that plane.
1: Yeah, Period. I don't. I don't it's, imagine it's it would be. Uh, uh, like an added expense when you think about it, you know, like um, I think it would even make financial sense to, to have charter planes that can move the teams to, uh, to their destinations without really having them go travel through, uh, you know, like, like regular uh, like fans or, or right. just regular people.
0: Do you think Miguel Herrera would be the coach right now if Mexico flew charter in the Gold Cup?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. There's no question about it.
0: And so this, uh, Giovanni, so this tournament, Copa America, they're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. There's no reason why they can't spend a little of that, allocate a little of that, because if they're going to make these teams, and it's not just the USA. Brazil has a crazy travel schedule. Argentina has a crazy travel schedule. Every country has a crazy travel schedule. Mexico's travel schedule is actually pretty decent, which is shocking. They go Phoenix, Los Angeles, and Houston, and that is that is very doable. I mean, their the longest flight is uh, Houston, L.A. to Houston, and that's three hours at the most. So another question I have for you guys about this tournament, and uh, Ronnie, I'll start with you. This tournament, we know, even if this, if, if a stadium is half full, it's going to make a ton of money. It's going to make a ton of money for ball the reason they're here. Do you think that it's possible that this could be a a tournament that we see more of and not necessarily with CONCACAF do you think they'll be playing the uh, Copa America here in the states more often
3: uh, i i think so i think if the money if they make the money you know if they make their nut i can definitely see the you know this tournament become you know hosted in the united states like the gold cup and, like, you know, one of the comments that uh, Brother De Campo said, you know, during the draw was that, you know, every home team is going to be, or every team is going to feel like at home because of the diversity of the country.
0: Right, because everyone's so, going to be a home a, team. They're going to have a lot of sport.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I was actually kind of surprised. Uh, one thing that I noticed when, Mex- when uh, Argentina played in the World Cup, they played their first couple of games in Boston, and the stadium was 90%. Folks, more so they must. I know that they have a huge well, Christian. You live up there. I mean, is are there a lot of South Americans that live in that part of the world?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say that in, in you know, Queens has a, a pretty sizable population of Colombians, uh, and to a lesser degree, Argentines as well. Um, and you got to understand, you know, like if even if the game's in Boston, you're talking about uh, you know, a two hour, two and a half hour drive, sure, from New York, so uh whoever is going to play up there uh i don't have it in front of me but uh you, i would expect uh yeah i would expect uh you know a sizable amount of people to travel up there for that game i think uh actually peru peru is playing in uh, in boston uh and uh I, yeah i would expect uh you know there's a large there's a pretty sizable population of peruvians in new jersey so uh, yeah i would expect that uh, no matter where the games are played people will travel to go see them. and if you guys have had a chance to look at the ticket prices uh, you know, I, I think they're ridiculously expensive, but the, the, that's not really the point. The point is that there's enough people out there that are willing and able to pay for these tickets, and that's what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, there's uh, there's no question that this is going to be a big money maker for for Conmebol, and the only question is is this are we going to see this tournament be added to the schedule where they have the two. Continental tournaments and then this thing and then the you know the Olympics and the Confed Cup and the World Cup, etc. It's definitely something to to keep an eye on. Now, another thing that we're keeping an eye on this week, and we've already had three games, is the CONCACAF uh, Champions League. There are, uh, in the quarterfinal stage, there are four Liga and Mankees teams taking on four MLS teams. Uh, the home and homes are split. The the two teams uh, from each country have a uh, home leg this week, and then next week they'll be on the road. The results have been, I'm not going to say predictable, but they may follow a certain script that some people think is uh, the gospel, uh, at least for now, in the sense that the Mexican teams won at home and they did not—they acquitted themselves while on the road. In the case of Guamérica. Time Seattle, which I thought was a really, really entertaining game yesterday up in Seattle. Good crowd, good America crowd at that stadium, too. And then Querétaro beat DC United 2-0 with two late second-half goals, something that we saw repeated tonight at Monterrey, where Tigres did the same to Real Salt Lake by scoring two late goals. The second goal is really a killer because you know if you're down one nothing in the first leg, that's a very doable uh, comeback. But but two zero now you're starting to ask for it a little. It's going to be a little bit more difficult. So.
5: Well, the Santos game's not over yet. So.
0: I understand. I understand, Fernando, our our ace reporter in Arizona is really going to cover the the, the Mexico Uruguay game for us with by the with which. Arrived today, freshly minted mic flags, so uh, it's, it's, it's going to look good. Fernando, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you for asking. I'm, doing, I'm on the road right now driving, but I'm here. Well, glad to have you with us. Uh, I guess we'll get you caught up and then we'll uh, jump back into other topics. But uh, Fernando, earlier we were talking about Copa America. <laughs> And uh, Mexico's group, did you have anything to add? Did you wear it to listen to us? Or did you, did you think that we did such a good job of covering anything that you you concede the point and we can move on?
5: Well, yeah, you guys can move on. But the only thing I wanted to say is that, uh, yeah, whatever price they have, I'll probably be buying some tickets for my family to go. And, and
0: uh, yeah. I'm well, there's no question that, that that game specifically is uh, probably the most one of the more attractive games of the whole first round.
5: Oh yeah, man! I can't wait for if Wemesis is back, you know, for him to troll what's his name, uh, Luis Suarez, and start biting again. Oh my God! Sounds so
0: you want bad. to see blood? You want to see blood at the at the University of Phoenix Stadium?
5: Nah, I just want to see Luis Suarez lose it, because you know we I know we got some players that can get into people's skin. All
0: right, so that brings up a very interesting topic. Which well, let, player wait. would be the would be the most probable of being bitten
2: by Luis Suarez? Uh, um, a handsome guy. He'll probably like want to take a Also, day. you think that it has has
0: the loop? But I'm talking about which guy can really get under your skin? Who, who who's a who's a talker? Well, if Omar Bravo
5: plays, which I I don't think he will, but if some for some reason it happens, I hope he bites him in the neck.
0: <laughs> Ronnie, did you uh, have any thoughts?
3: No, well, I'm just saying that you know, uh, Fernando said that you know, hopefully he'll buy the tickets. He's like, let's let's hope not. You know, let's hope that you're there. uh, Press, uh, you know.
5: I said for my family.
3: (laughs) Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, Well,
5: you you know
0: know know, that you can't cheer in the press box, right? You have to just. (laughs) I know. know, I'm dead serious, dude. I know. It's hard. I mean, especially for for a team that you, it's it's hard.
5: You know those those things that you used to hang your clothes in the clothesline, you know, back in the day. Uh huh. Um, take one of those. The to little ganchito. Yeah, to yeah. Pinch myself, man. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, Well, going back to the biting, <laughs> uh, I I actually think that uh, if Gomez is is uh, is playing, he's gonna get bit. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That guy. Cool. That guy is a
0: troll, man. Does awesome. so? So he's the guy. He's the yeah. guy
5: that's gonna get under
0: his nails. It just really drive him crazy.
5: Yeah, but I don't know if he'll play those. He's still injured.
2: Well, anyone that can frustrate him on the defensive side, like get get under his skin, and Guemes is this, that type of guy. He'll hustle, he'll get in his face, and uh, you know. Maybe yeah, but he's
0: not. He's going to be back in time, is he?
2: Yeah, so it's got to be someone. If it's not him, someone someone with those capabilities that, that, that may yeah, get, stop him, frustrate him, and then he'll get mad.
0: Guemes <laughs> is a bulldog. There's no question. He. Uh, what
3: well, maybe we should uh, call back Severo uh, Mesa. To stop, you know, because uh, you know, he did start, he did stop the N in the
1: MSN.
0: He did.
3: Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did yeah, have a great end, game against him. was,
0: what, 19 years old? He's a little different player now.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But he did get under his skin. I'm trying to think. Mexico really didn't have, other than the women's, I guess, they don't really have a player that...
1: Torrado, I guess, but Torrado's not really part of the national team picture anymore. <laughs> Man, he got uh, red card. <laughs> You so that was hilarious. That's right. That was
0: very funny, very funny. Okay, so you no one, you no
5: one you else?
1: Go ahead, I'm
0: Please. sorry,
5: sorry about that. Do you no, think Gaito Vasquez will get into his skin? I know no, he's not, not that kind
1: player. of
0: player. Gaito's just quiet, stoic, just... just uh,
1: yeah, he's not really yeah. that kind of player. He's not going to uh, look well, to unsettle people.
3: Keep in mind, and this is something that I've said in the past, is one of the things... That you that you're starting to see with the players, the exodus of you know the players wanting to go to Europe, is that they've adopted the European. Uh, I, what's the right word here? They, they've, they've well, I guess just their, even their conduct, you know, in I, I, I remember, I mean, and I and I. Pointed at this—I don't remember who said it—but uh, I don't remember who said it. But when you know Brazil was getting their asses handed to them, seven-two, you know, one of the one of the the criticisms back home was that good, there was good. not one Brazil, yeah, that there was not one Brazilian player. You know, to, it's like, hey, bullshit! You know, start hacking or start fouling. You know, show show the people that you know that it, that it hurts that it, you know that you know that yeah. it that that it hurts. You know, playing and getting their you know their asses beat. And, you know, it's funny you're saying that because right now we don't have, like, a, a Blanco. Or we don't have that atorado, the guy that, you know, that wears it's, his heart on his sleeve and stuff up. like that.
0: We have a, a comment from Sergio Cruz on our on our chat yeah. line there in the YouTube that says that Paul, Paul Aguilar is going to be the one who's going to get bitten by Suarez. And he is the kind of guy, especially if he does that dance.
3: Well, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's funny he, Sergio says that because… Uh, when that whole uh, Piojo Herrera you know Martinelli fight happened at the Philadelphia airport, right, one of the criticisms was uh t- was towards uh, Ochoa and uh and uh Paul Paul Aguilar because uh, apparently when you know the they were throwing fists at the cuffs, uh Aguilar was egging it on, it's like Aitidos, Tito," you know, he was just you know being you yeah, know, being right. funny being funny, and Luis Garcia didn't think that was very funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's when they, uh, the 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 whole of the uh, the Mexican press uh, got on their little pedestal and uh, that was awful. pretended like uh, you know that's one of those things I don't understand about people. You know, like if if we're gonna make the argument that the players are public figures and they should be able to handle uh, any sort uh, any type of criticism, doesn't the same apply to the press? These guys have microphones and well, they a, have,
0: couple, uh, of a yeah. couple of a couple of then those are very good points. You know, first of all. You're absolutely right about, you know, the the press and and the fact that they have to act so sanctimoniously when stuff like this happens. I personally don't think it was a fireable offense. I think it's something that we would probably should talk about because I don't think we ever have. And then secondly, for whatever reason, players it's like the Madonna whore complex thing, and I think it goes across all sports in all countries, is that you want your 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 athlete, your the, the player on the team that you follow to be a just a complete. Heartless mofo, you know, just a off, you know, just this, just this machine that shows no emotion and just gets it done on the field, and a saint off of it, and it is just totally unrealistic. It's it's unrealistic. It's unfair. I mean, why w- why is it so terrible that these two guys laughed at something? You know, I probably would have done the same thing, and 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 for the fact for all of them to pretend like what what the what what Piojo had done was like the worst possible thing a coach could do. I thought, and Christian, you're right, was just just absolutely just sanctimoniously fake.
1: Yeah, do you remember the um there was an issue with Oribe Peralta and record um right before they started the Gold Cup. Um they published a story that he came out and and um him and Le and actually there's a story about each one of those guys. They both came out and and uh, and, and Oribe Peralta actually started the hashtag uh, Miento Como record. right? And, that, and then that's when the team decided to not address the press as you know as a collective unit, and uh, only when they you know whenever they selected specific players for press conferences, other than that they weren't speaking to anybody. So they well what happened with Record? They they simply said we're just going to focus on the tournament. We're not going to speak to anybody. Nobody. Univision, you know, medio tiempo. You know, uh, Televisa, you know... In the has mixed nobody. Eyes, they would
0: just walk right to the bus. Yeah,
1: they would walk right through and, and what, what ended up happening was the, the press uh, collectively decided to simply turn the screws on these guys and, and, and you know, make a campaign out of it. And um, that all kind of boiled over with the incident with Andres Guardado where uh, he was uh, somehow supposed to, to miss a penalty despite the fact that it was a referee mistake. That right. was the argument, right? So, like... Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, whatever you think of the penalty, at the end of the day, it wasn't like Guardado or any of the Mexican players went up and said, okay, I'm going to grab the ball, I'm just going to kick this in. It's a penalty. I decided. player decides it's a penalty. You know, the referee decided it was a penalty. And,
0: uh... It was it, a penalty. It, it,
1: you know, I agree it was a penalty. I think that uh, the only questionable one, I think, really questionable one, was the one against Costa Rica. You know, and I was at the stadium, and, and uh, I was at the game, and... Uh, It'll happen so quickly. In the you know, here's what
0: I have to say about that, and none of you guys will agree. In the Costa Rica one, if it's the last minute of the game and someone's coming up for 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 uh, you know, there's a good cross, he's gonna put his head on it. If you don't want to get called for the penalty, don't put two hands on the yeah, guy's
1: back. I agree. I think I think that that uh, the Costa Rican player, I'm not entirely sure it was a penalty. You know, like honestly, I don't know if it was a penalty. I don't want to say either way. Uh, but I think there's enough room, you know, where you can make an argument either way. But I, I agree with you the moment a defender raises his arms and puts them on the back of the, of the player that's play, trying to make a play for the ball, at that point it's out of your hands, and if the referee sees it as a penalty, I mean, you know, like, I, I know that, you know, in the heat of the moment you might you might be pissed off at the ref, but once things calm down, I'm looking at the guy that, that was, was ridiculously stupid enough to, to make that play in the 119th minute of a, of a quarterfinal game. You know, it's like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? You know, much like a, a, a player – Who's on a wall and jumps to block the ball, but extends his you know extends his arms? It's like why would you do that? You know, like you can be as pissed sure. off at the ref as you want to be, but you gotta look at your team and say, hey, man, like you know, you shouldn't have done that. You know, and the thing with Panama, the the, the, the penalties against Panama, I thought, I thought there were penalties. You know, I, I know there was controversy about the first one uh and that's the first one, we were purposely saying, you know? hit
0: it with his hand he knew what he was doing yeah Roman he it. Torres, he did it while is, I was falling but he knew what Roma, he was
1: yeah doing. Roman Torres, um is, is one of those guys you know he's is, is canchero you know he knew exactly what he was doing you know and and and, uh, and that whole 12 15 minute break that happened before the penalty was taken and uh all, all TV pretty much every Mexican network that was covering a game, all of them collectively said, "Oh, you know, he should miss it." You know, right.
0: it, I remember that. In, they were saying the that they should do it on, on the on the, the, the <coughs> box. Now, <Right>. Ronnie, <coughs> Piojo, what he did in your mind was it a fireable offense? Uh no,
3: no no, uh, it was not a fireable offense. Uh It's just in this world, you know, where everybody has to be PC and everything. Uh, I think that's just like you said. It's just the press being sanctimonious. You know, they want to impose their morals. You know, and uh, I think that the better route to go was like, okay, well, maybe you know, maybe suspend them a a game or two, fine them, make them go to some sort of counseling or, or, or whatever the case may be, but. I mean I, I try not to dwell on it because it, you know the more I think about it it pisses me off because you know you guys know I'm not a big fan of Osorio and you know Piojo should be there but uh sure. you, you know sorry. like mo- but moving forward but moving forward I, I just think it's stupid you know um, another question how do you expect these because po- I mean because we're going we're we're going to talk about this I mean and well, like what we're talking about now it's going to kind of roll over uh into what we're going to talk about with Tomas Boy and and how you know these, you know these people. You know react and how they get, you know, suspended and in trouble and stuff like. You know, remember how Ugalanche used to get in trouble just because he he would take off his coat and put it on the ground and stuff. Right. You know, and Tomas boys celebrating. Uh, it's it's part of the game. It's, it's it's it's. Is it you know? Is it right? Maybe maybe not. But you know suspending suspending you know boy two games for this you know yeah I, that's a it's harsh
5: I actually also don't agree that pijo should have been fired, you know he was defending his daughter man and that's that's just like a father instinct you know for the people that don't have any kids who will not understand that but uh it's 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 pretty simple in that respect and you know at at the same time I know he had the the mexico you know he was in the function as functioning as a representing the national team at that moment when he was uh, boarding the plane but you know being father comes first then second I'm just disappointed man that the cartels didn't take care of business I'm so pissed off about that but oh well it's just just the way it goes
3: well, 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 well keep, keep in mind keep in mind everything went starts to go downhill with biojo uh, when he when he uh, supported the uh, the political uh, party yeah and yeah. That was I a mean, big mistake by him. I mean it was it was a big mistake but but it, this is you know me going back if it was the party if he supported the party that the press liked they would they, they would have given him a, a, a free pass. If, if it was
5: a reason yeah. fire would have been for that because you can he basically use his position to you know push a political party Yeah, political in Mexico that's in
3: illegal. Well, well, but but here, here, here's the thing, here's the you know, here's the thing. You know, we all you know we always say that you know politics and and sports don't mix and stuff like that. But it, it's kind of bullshit and it's hypocritical because all across the you know the world, you use football for political purposes, for religious purposes, for you know socioeconomic purposes. So I I just think it's either all or you know it's either all or nothing. You you allowed or you don't allow it. And I just—I honestly don't think that you know. We, you know, I understand that it's in the in the MFM, you know, the Mexican Federation's bylaws. Okay, you're not supposed to, you know, use any religious, you know, political, socioeconomic, economic, uh, uh, I guess you know, banners or or endorsements or of sorts. You know.
0: But what he did was illegal under Mexican law.
1: Yeah,
3: but I mean,
4: seriously.
1: Yeah, he had to pay a fine, didn't he? Yeah, yeah.
2: He had Aguirre, to
1: pay a pretty hefty fa- uh, fine.
2: Aguirre, back in the day, did uh, something that's illegal in the United States. He assaulted that one Panamanian dude on the sideline of the game, <laughs> and he get he got to keep his job.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, that's that's an excellent point, actually. I mean, um, but you know, we know that uh, the the Mexican Federation um, they reacted. It was it was a reaction, you know they they the the media turned up the pressure i think it was yeah bad result. Uh,
0: well the other problem was is that if if he hits a dude from Ovasiones or from medio tiempo
1: yeah nobody would be, nobody would really be uh, no big deal, but he hit
0: the dude from the number one tv show in mexico
1: the one of the one of the most popular uh, the the most narrators popular. you know the and, most and it makes sense yeah uh, and i think uh, that, you know that kind of goes back to what i was saying before you know what kind of responsibility are we willing to accept, you know, for the players? What levels of responsibility are we willing to place on them? And and then you know we we are gonna we're gonna pretend the media doesn't have some responsibility. That's why uh, you know a, a lot of this stuff is um, a lot of this stuff happens and it, and it's shielded under the umbrella of uh, Al Bur, you know, and 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 but you know if a player refuses to answer a question or the player walks right by the uh, the green zone, then it's a problem. All of a sudden they're divas and. And this and the other you know it's like uh, you know it, it, it's it's a weird double center that happens you know um I, I think the the mexican press uh we've made a lot of uh, we've had a lot of growth within Mexican soccer, but I think the press still needs to uh, to professionalize themselves a little bit more
0: but well, you know what's so funny uh, go ahead Ron.
1: well oh, that that's absolutely true um,
3: uh, one of the books one of the books that i that I have actually talked you know talked about the press um because back back we're talking back in the 60s back in the 70s and obviously before that um, the press actually used to travel with the teams used to eat with the teams uh, you know in, in on training sessions the press would actually sit uh, you know side by side and they would actually you know you know the coaches would talk to the press and, and actually in, in many senses the coaches would tra- you know would would teach the press you know what would you know the fundamentals of the game, what's going on, and stuff like that. When the money started to to get bigger, and the players and the coaches' salary started to get bigger, that's when there was that disconnect and that breakup in the press in Mexico. Uh, and you saw it. You know, you see this in, also in many many countries where you know before there was like a there was a you know good working relationship with the press, but then when the numbers started you know to you know the money got involved and the players started becoming you know, millionaires and, you know, multi-millionaires, that's when the press really started to turn on the players and obviously the owners. Um, And I think, I I think, and this is my opinion, I think it's jealousy. I think the Mexican press, I think for, for these guys, you know, to see uh, a 16, 17, 18 year old kid that perhaps is not from a great family or a great, you know, wrong side of the tracks for them to, you know, to, to see them with money and live in 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 a, in a nice neighborhood, I think that kind of rubs these guys the wrong way. It's like one of those like you know old money, new money type of things. And I I think I think that sometimes that's the press can be just vindictive because of it.
1: Oh yeah, you can you can you can definitely tell by the way that uh, there's a there's a there's a there's a pretty big uh, sort of a uh, there's a lot of cliches that get spouted by the press, you know. Uh, to cover any given situation uh, during a game or if a player is underperforming. Usually if the player is young and isn't performing, then it's because, uh, you know, like they say in Spanish, you know, for the ones that are listening and are ready to kill us here uh, for not not enunciating correctly, you know, pierden piso. You know, that's usually the the stock critic. It's almost like these guys go to, like, Costco and just buy the stock criticisms from the shelf. Okay, perdió piso, I'll take a couple of these. You know, uh, eh, that's semi-Mexican or, or, approved. Yeah, you know, and so it's 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 like this weird thing happens, and so there's not very there's not a lot of uh, analy- uh analyzing going on, and, uh, and, and and the fans, you know, they eat that stuff up, and, and, and that, that vindictiveness that Ronnie's talking about gets passed down from the press to the fans, and you know that's why when when Mexico during the hex in 2013, 20 minutes into the game. If the team hasn't scored, the, the the people are already booing and they're making this big scene. It's like that that stuff doesn't come from the fans. The fans don't just decide to go and say, oh, 20 minutes in, I'm just going to start throwing stuff and, 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 you know, show my displeasure. That That is filtered down through the press. You well, know what I mean?
0: A couple of things about the, about the press. Uh, you know, one, the players are, you know, they, if they get upset because a player walks by in the mixed zone, a player is never gonna say anything that's gonna be of, of, of incredible import in the mix zone. But they need the face of Chicharito or whomever to give you the cliche answers because they know that people want to hear from these guys. So
1: well even then John, there's you. been a recently there's been a, a bit of a a backlash against Chicharito because when he was here in Florida with Leverkusen, to, to, to do a training stint in a tournament they played in, uh, in Florida he refused to speak to ESPN in Spanish uh, and subsequently just pretty much declined any sort of interviews in spanish uh, and, and that created a whole media storm about chicharito and, and, and you know maybe he's not so humble maybe maybe perdió piso you know and, and and the thing is he he doesn't have to speak like you know and, and the argument that they present is like well what if the fans want to hear what he's got to say now any fan nowadays in this day and age, if you really want to hear what Chirito has to say, you go follow him on Facebook, you follow him on Instagram, you follow him on, on Twitter, you know, whatever. Like I don't really need ESPN deportes to tell me, you know, that Hernandez played, you know, plays on Saturdays with Leverkusen or or to play me part of his interview. I can find that myself online, you know, and I think that uh, this sort of vindictiveness and this weird sort of attitude that's 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 taken place is gonna grow simply because the medium is changing and it's changing a lot faster than the press uh, can adapt to it. So it's it's gonna make it's gonna it's gonna eliminate a lot of roles and people can go can pretty much go directly to the source to get their information. Like if I wanted to know what Gio or Jonah are up to, I just all I gotta do is go to their Instagram page because they put everything online. These guys they're young, they got a lot of money and they got a lot of time in their hands and they don't care about showing off their their hats and their outfits and their, and their skinny jeans, you know. If I really cared about these guys and wanted to know what they were up to, I could, I could just, you know, all I need is a Google search. I don't really need to tune in to Fútbol Picante and, and wait a half hour to hear them talk about these guys, you know.
0: And, of course, whatever they say will be what you just said, que ya perdió piso, se le, se le fue mucho la cabeza lo que... Lo que está haciendo chicharito, nomás se está hablando
1: Solo quiero hablar en inglés, es, en alemán, y no sé qué otras mamadas. Miami. You know? Well, there was that thing with Gio <laughs> in, in 2010 where uh, his dad got really upset about Jonathan getting cut from the team, being the last cut. And then uh, the, some of the press guys, I, I don't remember which outlet it was, they caught him. And, uh, you know, the guy was very emotional. He said some things. You know, he said, he, he said, he, his dad said, Gio was really upset and was considering, you know, uh, not going to the World Cup. Now, I'm sure there was a conversation that took place between, you know, the, the, the two kids and her father, and I understand they were upset, but the fact that Gio came out afterwards, right before the World Cup, and when he was asked about it, he said, well, no, I, I, it sucks that my brother got cut, yeah, but, you know, I've always dreamed of playing in the World Cup with a national team, and uh, this is my chance, you know, I'm not going to quit the team because of that. I've always been, you know, uh, I always give 100%, blah, 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 now this was five years ago. Now anytime the incident is referenced, the media immediately goes to the the stuff that his dad said. Nobody ever mentions the fact that Gio was asked about it a week or two later, and he gave an answer like that. That you know, like so. So you build these narratives, and you and you don't miss an opportunity to drill them home because you know the the, the guy, these guys with the microphones they have every opportunity to talk and to give their opinions all day every day. The players only speak at press conferences, or maybe during the mix zone, you know. And even then, they wouldn't want to speak about these topics after a game, you know, especially exactly. when they're clubs. I'm never
3: going to give you anything. It's, <laughs> it's all going to be just a massive cliche. It's funny we're talking about this because, you know, there's two two you know two stories that uh, that uh, occurred actually just yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow Hercules uh, Gomez, uh, his Twitter account. Yep. Okay, well, you know, he – he uh, he's like you know he he got upset at the Medio Tiempo and uh, Records, go figure, uh, for twisting his story or his his you know um, his article, uh, talking about that you know that this could be the year you know MLS you know gets a a, a win in the Champions League in the Concacaf Champions League, but he was taken out of context completely, completely, and some of the responses that you know Hercules Gomez got on his Twitter. In fact, some of them were actually threatening his family, posting pictures of, like, you know, of guys pretending that they're, you know, like, they're uh, uh, narcs, you know, sicarios. Yeah, narcos Narcos and stuff like that, and it's like, it's like, really, I mean, you know, when I saw records, like, okay, record, okay, go figure. Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, there's, you know, honestly, I I, I read the interview in English, and I found absolutely nothing wrong with it. No. I thought it was a pretty good interview. And Herc, Herc is—he's uh, always been—he's um, a funny dude, and he's got a—he's got a good sense of humor, and, and he's got a really, really good handle of both English and Spanish, obviously. Yes, yes, and I he think does. that the, what what these outlets did is they 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 translated literally what he said. They didn't apply the context because he mentioned something about you know like well at this point I'm a fan, my team is not in, the, in a tournament, and uh, you know I hope uh, I hope we go out there and smash him. Now that's. That's part of the vernacular here in the U.S. when it comes to the language, and especially uh, the language that is used with sports and rivalries. You know what I mean? If you translate that literally, I yeah, that sounds a little weird. But it, but I it wasn't tra- meant to be that way. I would have trans I would have uh, translated "smash" differently. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> absolutely. And even <laughs> I mean, okay. even if oh, yeah, it's it all right, the, even if uh, it was
2: fine, it was just that uh, that he. He sort of the way the problem I have with Hurt is that he's switch, and and it makes sense because he's in the MLS now. But before, when he was with uh, Liga MX, I think with Santos, he was fighting MLS dudes. He was they were you know typical Liga MX teams when they're fighting the CCL, they would they would fight, they would come in hard on the guys on the MLS dudes, and he was doing the same thing. It's like he hated the MLS, but now that I he think,
1: fights, yeah, I think he's. A- He's been an absolute professional. I mean, in, in his whole time in Mexico, but obviously now that he's back in the U.S.
2: You know, never understood you know? about the U.S.
0: is why didn't they play him as forward? He was—he like, was such a like a tournament special, a tournament gamer, and they yeah. never used him in the tournament. It's like you guys are idiots.
1: He doesn't—he doesn't—he didn't. Well, you know, he didn't fit into their scheme. And, and when he was part of the national team, he was behind uh, Josie Altador and, and Charlie Davies. You know, uh, well there you go. He didn't exactly. offer enough uh, to really warrant a starting spot. But I mean, he's a great okay. example, man. The guy, you how know, does he not
0: offer enough? He scores goals. That's that's the most important thing.
1: Yeah, but ten- you got to you got to remember how the ten- U.S. played, you know, goal. at that time point in time. You know, they they had uh, they mastered the art of countering, and uh, and you know, and, and that's what they that's what they did. You know, I mean, he's a decent he scored, player. You know, he's he 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 a decent scored. player.
3: Hunter. But uh, not to uh, go on a tangent here. On um, you know, uh, going back to what the pressing and you know just. You know, doing what they want to do is uh, another story that that was recent. Was that obviously uh, Peralta's uh, comment about Santos? Yeah. And it's it's like those those are fish fishing expeditions. It's not like Oribe Peralta just goes to the press and say, Oh yeah, um, you know, my love is Santos. You know, my first love is Santos. But I'm starting to like America. I mean, it's like they ask him a question
1: and exactly and so, they'll say, there was
0: nothing wrong with his answer.
1: Not, no, no, but. No, not at all. And that's but that's the thing is, uh, you know, they have the power to manipulate the quotes yeah. and take them out of context. Say,
0: oh, man, you know, if he, if he would have said, you know what, uh, you know, Santos gave me my career, but I love it here in America. They go, Oribe Peralta denounces Santos. Ya no, right. ya and, no, and, ya no and, le gusta see, Santos.
1: That interview was used to, to push narrative that that's the reason why he wasn't performing with America because his mind is on Santos. Like, come on, really? You think the guy... You know, this guy, Oribe Peralta, the guy who struggled to really, you know, to, to become a first division player, and, and not because of his skill or lack of skill, just simply because of the lack of opportunities, finally settles down to like in his late 20s, and now he's one of the best strikers in Mexico, you know, relatively speaking, whatever. Uh, the guy's getting paid a good amount of money by America to, to to go out there and play, and that's what he's done. I don't think, you know, that there's any real criticism there towards him, but but you know, you, you print what sells, and you know, and, and there's enough people out there that don't really care about the context. They just want to have something to bitch about, and, and that's what happens.
0: Hey, are you guys watching the game right now? Yeah. I am. Did hey, you just see what Jesús Molina did?
1: No, I missed that. What happened?
0: Okay, so <laughs> just absolutely.
1: <inaudible>
0: no, this is uh, Santos, LA Galaxy, uh Galaxy. We're hoping to get reports from from Dan. He's at the game. Hopefully, he'll 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 call at least from the. Parking lot after the game, but anyway, so they had a corner kick. L.A. was about to break. There was a foul. Giovanni puts the ball down immediately, and it's gonna, you know, they they're, they got a counter going. And so Smolinski <laughs> stands in front of him, won't let him do it. Giovanni starts bitching to the ref, and then he kicked the ball away to let his defenders get back at the position. It was brilliant. And then, I just,
1: yeah, I must be behind you because I just saw the play <laughs> right now unfolding. It, it, <laughs> Uh, Molina's having a pretty good game, I'll say that, and I think that uh, Osorio. Um, I know he's talked about him; he's got his eyes on him, so uh, it's a little more competition there for. Uh, I just saw
3: the play right now. It's so around behind
1: you. <laughs> that's uh, it. Could have been a yellow. It wasn't. Um, but that's that's what you need in these kinds of games. You got to be a little you know a little gamesmanship. You know, a lot, a lot of that stuff. And we were we were going to get into the CCL uh, a little while ago, right before Fernando joined. And, uh, there was a lot of complaints about América last night. They uh, they put they posted up something around uh, 25 fouls. And I think Clint Dempsey drew, I think, either eight or nine of those. Speaking there of was, fouls. There was, a, okay. there was a lot of complaints about that, you know. And, and did it, you but I the thing see is,
0: in the first game what Tigres did to, was it Martinez?
1: From uh, Real South Lake?
0: Yeah, they just, I mean, they... they Metieron la pierna, so to speak. I mean, he. Well, that's was what they gotta do.
1: Constantly. That's what they gotta do. The thing with the, the thing with the, the Dempsey fouls, I found was interesting, is because uh, Dempsey's a guy. Well, here we go. He,
0: you guys are gonna love this.
1: Uh oh. Ooh. Well, I don't know how far ahead you are, John. I think I'm about two or three. I'm not gonna behind say anything.
0: You. I'm not gonna say anything.
1: Oh, my feed just stopped.
0: Oh
2: my god.
1: <laughs> oh, there it goes never. Now go. uh, let me see. I gotta, I gotta. I gotta find out what's going on now.
0: Yeah, so in the first game they really 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 hacked this guy. but sure, right that's what a midfielder has to do. They they stop their engine. It's one of the reasons why yeah. why they yeah. were able to win. Now I got to think for for Deaconess fans, and I know actually I do want to ask you, uh, but uh, after we talk a little bit, Fernando, about how someone who follows the other team, who they would root for in a game like this, with um, and see where their real alleg- allegiances are, but. I'm sure was making a lot of fans nervous because they were getting there and they weren't you know, they weren't well, quite making the last pass. Was it? it was zero zero for a long time and then they got to...
3: well Gio fouling, is that what you were ooh Yeah. Yeah, Gio's, <laughs>
1: okay. Gio's not having a good game and he's yelling a lot at the ref, so oh there goes the yellow card. So you
5: know what? That means that he's beyond the national team now. He definitely should not be kept like, he's retired. Now he's playing with MLS Dude, mentality. this is Remember the that. first
0: hour that he's played in five months. Yeah, it's like his retired, first official think,
1: game. Yeah,
0: you know. He uh, he did have a couple of shots on goal. Um, now let's talk about, uh, before we talk about Gru America, Fernando, so you guys played Real Salt Lake, but it's in the CONCACAF Champions League. Who do you root for?
5: Oh, well, there's plenty of other Mexican teams in the tournament, so I, I think uh, they need to take out the trash.
0: You're uh, a very, very political, very, very uh, politically correct answer. i I'll back a good up. politician, Fernando, because you didn't answer the question. So I'll ask you again. <laughs> who do you root for Who do you root uh, for when Tigres is playing a team from MLS in the Champions League?
5: Oh, once uh, Tigres is eliminated, I root for the Mexican League teams.
1: <laughs> that's another way to dance around a question.
2: I'm
0: very impressed. I'm very
2: impressed. MLS, that's who he reads for, in other words.
1: He's yeah, just like just say it man. The United fan. Say
0: you're gonna you were you were rooting for Real Salt Lake tonight. It's okay, Pern. No, no not, I
4: didn't even know. We're, were not
0: recording this them. or anything. We want not gonna make a drop <laughs> a drop of it that, that, that Fernando Re, Regino roots for MLS. But, bunch, but please yeah. please tell us.
5: Nah, I didn't even know they were playing today until you guys mentioned it right
0: now. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that for I don't buy that for a second. Yeah, it's a uh, Chinese guy with a mustache. No, I don't know. Club America last night played up in Seattle where there were 40,000 fans and quite a, a pretty impressive group of Club America fans that made the trip. Uh, actually that'd be a really fun trip uh, for, for a tournament like this and they they too they uh, excuse me they tied 2-2 with the uh, Seattle Sounders. Clint Dempsey scored two goals. Oribe Peralta scored the equalizer. <laughs> Wow, Seattle Sounders! Wow. <laughs>
1: Ronnie same well same. done, well done.
0: Probably the best atmosphere in MLS, and uh, one of the most certainly one of the most beautiful stadiums
1: in the country. By far the best atmosphere in MLS. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah.
0: But a really good game, a very uh, very open game, very entertaining game. Ronnie, do you think
1: two uh, two was bet, enough for better, you or, than, or bet, better than Portland? Won? I think I think so. Uh, at least. Portland, a week. Portland, yeah.
3: Portland has that that walk, don't they? They they walk like like.
1: Yeah, that that's a good point. Um, I think the in-stadium atmosphere is really good in Seattle. Uh, I've never been, to be honest. I don't want to speak out of context here. Uh, maybe the overall game experience is better in Portland, but um, I think. That, know, we should know, do that
0: this summer. We should all meet up there to when they have their little Cascadia Cup and go to uh, both
1: and see which the, one yeah, like that. Yeah, not a bad idea. I'd be willing to uh, hop in a plane for that. Uh, uh, yeah,
3: actually, what was it? Uh, uh, I think on Kick TV over there, on like you know, online.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Conrad. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, they had that uh, thing on the Cascadia Cup. They had uh, a thing on a game in Portland and a game in uh, over there in Seattle. For some reason, to me, it, I mean, based on that video, like I said, I haven't been to those two stadiums, yet, but based on that video, it seemed to me like Portland had the better atmosphere. It kind of, in, in a way, it kind of seemed like I, I don't want to say that the Portland stadium looked like Nemesio Des, but it just like it was, it seemed like it was more intimate.
0: It is much it more. Is, it's a
3: smaller, it's a
1: baseball stadium, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, it it, but I think that it only holds about twenty something thousand. Um, and it's and it's one of the oldest uh, soccer stadiums in, in America, I think.
0: You know, if the U.S. were smart, they would uh, convince them to put grass there so they could play World Cup qualifiers there because I think they'd have a really good home field advantage in Portland. Even yeah, they, they, they
1: tried that. Uh, you know, a really nice stadium, too, is the uh, Sporting Kansas City Stadium, which has become, uh, uh, aside from Columbus, has become, uh, you know, like uh, the place where the national team plays they don't seem to draw a great amount of people to to the national team games I think the you know, the qualifiers were held there part of them I think the knockout rounds and uh there was nobody there to watch the us play and I, I thought that was that was pretty sad um but anyway you were talking about the uh the club america Seattle game
0: I was but I wanted to hear uh you know since Ronnie is our uh is our Specialist. I there missed. we go. I, I thought it
3: was a. Uh, I thought it was a good game. Um, in fact, um, America seemed very dangerous actually on the counters. Um, I. I the, the stir, that, that for for some reason that win still does I still don't like that win on the team. Quintero. Um, although he didn't have that, the worst of games, but he's like I said, he's just very inconsistent. Um, obviously, you know we didn't have Benedetto. We didn't have. Uh, I don't. I don't think that I thought Hugo Gonzalez. You know the the the, the goalkeeper that substituted for Moy. I said. I mean, he did a fairly decent job, but uh, not having Benedetto, I think, uh, kind of hurt us and. Uh, and, uh, who's that other player that was, that was hurt, uh, that didn't play, um... <laughs> well, no, not obviously him, you know, um, but no, I, th- I think it's a good result, you know, uh, you know, they they got two away goals, uh, I think America
2: will win.
5: Yeah, hey, you know, it was, um, a very good game by El Científico, so... You know, he really put the team on his back. So, like,
2: he, he blew, he blew some calls though. He blew some opportunities There could have been more. Oh and yeah, well, like, that's Seattle. my question.
1: Should they have won the game?
2: I think so.
0: They, oh, yeah. they, they
1: did, they uh, did enough I to win so. the game. I Especially think so. Especially the last twenty-five minutes. Um, oh, there's
0: a sound just in.
1: You, you saw that right? Um, mm. The last twenty-five minutes of that game, uh, Seattle pretty much ran out of steam. You know, they, they are just starting their season, so I mean, it's understandable. But America you know they just they were just that sensation of danger, especially in the time doing some west I got the ball at his feet i mean they uh they couldn't really get a hold of him you know he did uh he did a tremendous job yesterday uh I think Seattle did fairly well in the first half i think the those first uh fifteen minutes or so i mean uh, the game when the game started America went right down the field and almost scored uh but after that like after a minute or so Seattle just kind of got the ball and uh Try to dictate the tempo, and uh, they did a pretty decent job. The only thing I would say is that um, they there was a bit of a gap there because Dempsey was playing on the left and just kind of floating around, and he wasn't really helping uh, win the balls back. So America was able to find some spaces on that side, um, and I think if anything, it's encouraging for America is the fact that they, they 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 had a varied attack. They they tried the long balls over the top, which is how they they tied the game. And uh, Quintero had a goal called. I think it was a, a it was a bad call. The, the goal that they, they called back on him. Yeah. But they tried. You know, they they knocked the ball around. They had a lot of combinations on the middle. They tried the long balls. They tried uh, going down the flanks and putting crosses. there was a lot of variation in their play, which I think is is a very healthy thing to see in, uh, in a team like América, especially you know a third of the season in. But I think Seattle did a, a pretty decent job. I think that. They were, they've you know, they've been the best MLS team so far. And uh, e- even this Galaxy game right now that we're watching, I mean, I think Galaxy has had some moments, but overall I think Seattle had a uh, – they, they were able to stamp themselves on the game to a larger degree than all the other MLS teams.
2: And they won in typical U.S. fashion off the set pieces. The corner and uh, free kick. So.
1: Yeah, I think they're, both goals were against a the lot of play, but, feet. you know.
0: So do you guys believe that uh th- that there'll be an MLS team in the semifinals or is it going to be uh is it going to be a four of a kind of uh the Mexican teams?
1: I think LA will go through. I think LA cuz this game it's uh 0-0 right now and Santos needs to get a goal because even if it's a tie, they need to get a goal because I can see LA somehow sneaking a goal down in uh in Torreon and and really putting the kebab on this for Santos. Other than that, I don't think uh, I don't think the other teams will advance.
2: I'm gonna say all all Mexican teams, and I'm sort of surprised in saying that because with the Hercules Gomez drama uh, and all this MLS talk, I thought okay, MLS is gonna come out and do something, but now it's the same old stuff. It's even weaker. It seems like MLS is weaker than in years past.
5: They're not Mexicans, that's why they don't get they don't get like fueled by.
1: Well, Liga MX isn't the only league that has weird sort of. Uh, I want to say weird, but it's a little strange the way the uh, the teams qualify for this. These teams are qualified, these MLS teams qualified I think in 2014. What? These are the teams. Yeah, it it's like a whole calendar year that goes by. It's
0: last season's uh whatever. Like the God, two that calendar's trash, the, man. The two finalists from the clausura and the apertura for the Liga MX. And then for MLS, it's like the division winners or whatever the
1: hell Right. That is. So from the 2014 MLS Cup, if, if I'm right. not mistaken, you know. like uh, It
0: ends the, in, the, in May of 2015, so then they start Right. In September.
1: Right. So it's um, really the
0: 2014-2015 guys.
1: Right. So, you know, like maybe those teams at that point in time were, uh, you know, had different players, uh, whatever, different uh, form, you know. So a lot of things can happen, especially in MLS uh, when it comes to the player rosters, you know, because of the restrictions that they have. Um, But, you know, enough of that.
5: Yeah, let's leave the Mickey Mouse stuff out of this.
0: <laughs> well, Sergio uh, agrees with uh, everybody that said that uh, America should have won. They played much better, but a 2-2 away draw is not too bad. Thank no. you, Sergio El Abuelo Cruz, for giving us that tidbit. Now let's talk about another America game that happened over the way It was just like it was—it was all America all the time. You must have been just... America. the whole weekend, Ronnie, with the with the, the the game on Saturday, which was terrific, and then the game yesterday. Did you have a spring in your step, or you like Gene Kelly in an *American in Paris* when he's walking down the street, just just bouncing? Well,
3: obviously, obviously, I was pissed off, uh, you know, that America did win the game against Cruz Azul.
0: Would you say that America? Um, y la Cruz Azul leó? Or? <laughs> What's that? Did, did you say that America?
1: Y la cruz azuléo?
3: no. No, I think it's a, I think it's a combination of uh certain players just, you know, not playing the game through. Well, let me ask just getting getting get, get, get their emotions, you know, get like for example that week in tackle. I don't think that the, you know, the the the, the slide tackle that he had I mean, it wasn't it wasn't yellow card, but I, I mean, at at that point, is why the hell are you sliding like that? Yeah. In that's in that section of the field, when you didn't have to.
0: So do you think and, the ref said, "Hey man, if you did this when you had to, that would have been a yellow, but because you didn't,
3: I'm gonna get you." are do an idiot. I, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking that the ref uh, I'm thinking that the ref because he had to run. If you watch the replay, he had to run a bit to get you know to that to that place. I think. The ref may have interpreted that you know quintetos was trying to you know do a little payback on the on the on the player. Really? Uh, well, I mean, I, 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 I don't see how else he would have interpreted it that way. Is Darwin uh, that kind of player?
5: Man.
3: What's that? It's Is Darwin that racist. kind of player? It's not racist. It's not. Racist. Yeah, he's
5: interpreting. Oh, well, like, no, I mean, no, like
0: this, like, I saw the play. and no, I kind mean, no, of agree with me, you, well, more Ronnie. That just uh, me, kind me, of a lost moment. He got an amarilla <laughs> por reglamento. <laughs> yes, yeah.
3: I mean, really. I mean, he came in. He came in hard, but it's not like he. I mean, it, it, he did foul him, but not like not to to, to send him off. Uh, I just think that the the area in the field to, to where Quinteros, you know, did that slide tackle. I'm thinking, why did he have to do that? You know, um, maybe he thought there was a beef between the players, and he just said, you know what? Boom! Here you go. There's a the red card. Uh, obviously, I didn't like the fact that uh, Peralta got carded. Um, you know, him and Massa Rodriguez, you know, both jumped, uh, you know, jumped for the ball. Both, you know, were trying to use their uh, their elbows and their shoulders. Uh, did he elbow you know, Massa
0: in the face? Did he catch him
3: on the jaw or something? It, 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 yes, yes, it did. I mean, he did make contact, but it's not like he, it he took out four of his teeth. No, I mean, come on. I mean, they've played together. they have been on the same team.
0: Let me ask malicious Is Massa going to be? Hola soy masa, or is masa gonna be hola soy masa because he has like a tooth. You don't have
3: to wear. Like it to be masa, soy masa. <laughs> <laughs> <can be> masa. <laughs> no, so uh, at that, you know, Belais really, Belais in uh in the front office, they really have to uh, get this these you know cards under under control, man, because it's getting ridiculous.
0: But we've we've been telling you this, Ronnie, since. Back in, in in November December of last year, is that they had uh, that, that they even have a even
3: this. though even though some of these you know cards aren't you know offensive. I mean, they had to just but take the, it. But the to worst these, part about running, they had to th- they had to come in with the mentality: look, the pre, the you know, the officials are going to be against you no matter what. So just avoid them. You know, don't say anything. Don't look at them. You know, just you know, concentrate on the game because it, it just seems like you know these players, they're just.
0: So you're still convinced that when America plays, it's eleven on
3: fourteen? It it, it has been for a couple of seasons. I mean, for a couple actually, a couple of years now that I think about it. Yeah. Somebody needs to make a list of the excuses. Man. Just a. Well, well no. Keep in mind. That? Keep keep in mind. I mean, America has been the most successful team in the last five years. But, but
2: are I'm they just, hot? Are they what's hot? That? Are they hotheads or no? They're all hotheads.
3: Didn't we, didn't we just no, agree earlier that the no, players would
5: no, be
3: getting no, into no, to Skinner? No more. No more. You know what? No more. No more than God. other players. No more than other players in the league. And I said this even when Blanco, you know, when Cortemo Blanco was, uh, was you know on the team, you know, a little gesture, a, a look in the eye, and stuff like that, and boom, a, a red or a, a yellow card. But you know, a guy like you know Borghetti or a guy like Cardoso, you know, Cardoso was one that was always bitching at the refs. And he would get away. I mean, he was like, uh, the, you know, Carl uh, Malone, dude. He could he could get away with murder.
0: You want to know why? Because he was a superstar and he scored a ton of goals. That's could, right. That, that's why he he was judged on a different standard. It's just it's just the way it is. America right now are considered, you know, nothing more than two-bit hoods, criminals. The be so. they might as well play in the in the you know like, like, penal league. That, that, that that's oh. the way that the, that that the reps see America right now. So the only way that America can get out of that is to play a clean game. You know, don't yeah. – I mean, I understand I mean, you have like to an foul, man. and I get that, and the refs are going to get that, but the stupid stuff is the stuff that gets them. You know, Oribe, when he goes up, you know, he can't, you know, can't send him out. <sighs> oh, God, the, that was close. In the, the Massa's jaw, you know, and, you know, and snap his neck
3: or, you know, <laughs> bust his eardrum. Yeah, I, know, I You God. saw that, cheekies?
1: Yeah. Molina just busted his head open on a post. <laughs> that was awesome.
0: Yeah, that was you know, yeah, that was a good play. Uh, no, I,
1: think a, <clears throat> yeah, I think he's acting. I think he's acting. Yeah, he's 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 killing time. It's cool. Uh, for all the fanfare about the Galaxy right now, I mean, uh, Santos has really been the closest one to scoring. You know, it's uh, it's funny that um, <laughs> the most terrible team uh, in,
5: in Liga MX right now, uh, Santos playing like yeah, trash. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm reading
1: League. some of the comments right now from from Galaxy fans, and well, it they, really it really is funny how um how we can all be watching the same game and have such different opinions on on what's going on in the field i'll, I'll say that
2: you see marchiseen he called giovanni borracho i think is what they oh, said no
1: no way really
2: uh, they're reading his lips and uh, this one dude on twitter says he says Borra, he calls him borracho
1: that's that's great that's that that'll on. definitely get on gio gio's uh been you know he's he hasn't like i said he hasn't had a great game uh but he's moving a lot and he, you know he's running looking for the ball and uh he's not he's just not happy with the ref, you know. And uh um, Giovanni Dos Antros.
0: <laughs> Giovanni Dos Tragos, I believe was in, his name. <laughs>
1: That's great stuff. He oh. yeah. <laughs> he blew it. He had it. Yes, he did.
0: Now let me ask you this uh for for you folks that uh listen, do you think that the 3-3 draw that Cruz Azul and Go America had was was said more about Cruz Azul or or more about Club America.
5: America. America,
1: they failed.
5: Far. Yeah.
0: Seriously. You think that this more about Club America? You, you think it, has, it says anything about the the, the, the Garra el Corazon Cementero?
1: Well, Club Azul is... is uh, there's definitely something different about them right now, this season under uh, Tomás Boy. There's
0: Tomás Boy, as uh, Christian just uh, popped out for a second. I guess he'll be back with us in a moment.
5: Ronnie left too, man. He heard that, you know... Cruz Azul had a better
0: games last No, Ronnie can't leave cuz we're in the middle of we're in the middle of America. Hours. So he's going to he's, he's going to stay for that. So uh actually my other thing that we wanted to talk about tonight was Tomas Boy and his reaction after Cruz Azul scored the uh, what what was a great tying goal against America there in the in in the gloaming of, of the game in the in the final the, moments.
3: The, the goal the goal with uh, the, the the second one that scored with Chaco Jimenez where he basically just you know he slips between two defenders. And that was fantastic. That, that that's the type of stuff that really you know you know pisses me off and that's why I think that you know America needs to get rid of certain players. Uh, Even though, I mean, and I said, I mean, I shouldn't be complaining because, I mean, they haven't allowed that many goals this year. In fact, I think like the first five games of the season, you know, there was four what clean sheets and stuff like that. But there's a tendency of 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 those players getting caught uh, on the offside trap, and it seems like they just start to get and and as the game progresses, progresses, they get you know very careless and very lazy. I just it, there's just certain players I, I d I don't like. I, I don't think uh oh oh hold on. Uh who's we'll that other player you... that got hurt? No, I'm just watching the game right now, uh Galaxy Santos. You don't like Quintero, we already know that. No 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 no, okay. no well, Quinteros is not a defender. We're talking about goats and and right. and you know Samuelio and stuff like that. So let's talk uh, about celebration no, now. Tomás Boy. Okay. <laughs>
0: starts, and I think he did this once before against, actually, I think it was actually against Cruz Azul. I think he was kind of maybe paying that moment back. When he was with Morelia, he celebrated like that against Cruz Azul in the Liguilla when they played uh, Pumas in the final in 2011. And I can't remember if he was suspended for that. So he does this crazy celebration, you know, shaking his fist at the America bench or whatever it is. And then... In stoppage time, they lose what was like four minutes of his complete meltdown and, then, and then his reaction to being tossed. Cost, Cruz Azul a chance to win the game, which I think they could have easily done or at least had a really good chance to do it because they were going up against nine really tired dudes because they mm-hmm. had
1: so many early substitutions. I think that's an excellent point. I think Tomas Boy uh, sometimes forgets that he's not you know on the field anymore, and I think there's a little tantrum on, on, on Saturday – Ended up costing his team because now they're, you know, they had a couple minutes there. You know, they could have exploited a couple set pieces or whatever, and maybe gotten a goal and win the game. You know.
3: Uh, you're right because uh, keep in mind that you know the stoppage time, the the ref the, the ref actually should have put in a little bit more time because of all the time that was wasted. And well like I think John what said, the
0: ref is saying I, is that this is your time that you're wasting not 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 months. exactly
3: yeah. exactly, and I think that's where you're right about you know Tomas boy really kind of screwing his team over like that.
0: it was uh very unfortunate for him the way that he was wandering around like that. I thought it he um was you know the, the, these are one of the reasons why you know people don't consider Tomas boy you know an elite coach a coach that could possibly coach the uh, the national team is because of the way that he acts. You know, and that's, look, you can celebrate a big goal like that, I get that. But don't be a jerk about it. I mean, and, and, and that's what he did. He caused a big flare up. The ref is going to sanction him for it. And in this case, uh, you know, a red card. And then he cost his team a chance it, to tie the game.
3: No, you're right. It's, it's not the celebration. I because mean, if you, I mean, you, can, you, you guys can uh, recall the famous celebration with uh, Piojo. You know when he won his first league championship with America, right, uh, right? The way the way he was celebrating the penalties, but he was celebrating in like in his little space, you know. And it's not like he was directing the celebration of sorts. You know, the Cruz Azul uh, coach, uh, who at the time was uh, Memo, uh, yeah, Memo Vasquez. Um right. So it's not so much the celebration. I just think it's like you know he was trying to provoke the opposition, and you know. The Americas players. Who was it? Uh, ben- Benedetto. He's actually the one that was uh, that got into Thomas Boy's face, if I recall. Yeah, it was Benedetto. But I think the only the only two people that got sent off were what, Torrado and uh, was it Torrado and Thomas Boy?
0: Uh, yes, it was Torrado. Got sent off too. Torrado started running his mouth off. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty funny yeah. but that's he the thing everyone. though I mean I mean what he did quite honestly is is the equivalent of i mean it, it's the equivalent of him walking up to their bench, dropping his pants and like taking a leak in front of him you know after that i mean that 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 is how they perceived to uh, that's how they perceived what he was doing so of course they were going to react like that it just it's just very uh it was very silly of him. And and the 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 funny part is is that all it did was add to the entertaining part of the game, and obviously it would have been nice to see Chris as well you know, maybe get a chance, or even I'm any guy for that matter, to get a chance to win it, because uh, the, the, it was easily the best game that we've had in Liga MX in in quite a while. It was uh, it was a great game, and I hope that uh, that we get to see more of those as the season goes on. And one of the reasons why all of us here. At the Dos Hacero podcast, agree that the Liga MX is not only the best league in the Americas, but the best league in the world.
5: Hey, I just saw the the video of the yellow card for Giovanni Dos Santos. I uh, wonder what MLS fans will call that, uh, since Giovanni is Mexican, you know, and how he went up to the that play uh, Santos player and fouled him. Will they call that great or dirty foul? I didn't
0: say anything. particularly per- personally, didn't see anything. I mean, it was just.
2: I didn't a yellow. Hey, update, though. Uh, Chivas just got scored on by Dorados.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. That, uh... that's,
2: why, uh, that's why Juan and Hoyler are in there. That's why
0: they're not. They're there.
2: in their Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that message from Juan. Oh, well, I'm going to miss the cut, the podcast. I got because... things to
1: do. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a You shame. know what's
0: funny? Because it says, you know, guys, I didn't watch the game. But he <laughs> had a minute-by-minute minute report of everything that happened. So did did you really not watch the game, Hoyle? You know we do miss them though because we <laughs> you know, normally we speak
3: you, you got about, that too you got that too, but <laughs>
0: but yeah exactly. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't I
3: watch, watch the game, game man. Yeah,
0: but we do miss him, because uh, we give them our twenty minutes of
4: uh,
0: <laughs> razzing. It's always fun. Always fun to razz Chivas fans. Fun to razz America fans as well. It's uh, especially when. They have big losses to their crosstown rivals. And... I,
3: I miss his gossip. I miss That's his gossip.
0: That's right. I haven't got any of our updates. Joel, if you're listening, you need to join the call because um, we uh, we need to hear your, your your weekly farandula that you normally give us. Find out. You know, he's like our our Maori poet, Joel. You know. <laughs> he's
5: just gonna blame Who's... Almeida. He's gonna blame Higuera.
0: Who's the daddy? Well Joel has a huge point about, about the, the GM. I mean if the GM is making all these moves and it's not working out. And and does this guy even have any experience running a team?
5: He got experience winning the Copa MX, so he's doing good so far.
0: Aside from that, aside from that prestigious tournament, does he have any experience in anything else?
5: What's convenient that you know you put away uh, you know civil war just to make a point.
0: Dude, I mean, I, I I respect the fact that they won a tournament. I mean, I think they kind of overreacted a little with their little parade. But I guess <laughs> when you hadn't won anything in 10 years, I'd have a parade too. But, uh, you know, and right now, the tournament just hasn't earned the prestige that, 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 that you right now seem to think it commands. And it just hasn't gotten there yet. I think it will get there. I think that there's a lot of major tweaking that they could do to it to make it a much more... Enjoyable and and more entertaining tournament, but as it stands right now, the Copa Mecies is just a. It's, keep in, it's, its purpose is to is to give players minutes, and I get that.
3: Well, keep in mind, keep in mind that uh, two of the big four have won the cup, Chivas and uh, and Cruz Azul, and they, I mean, they celebrated those uh, that tournament like.
0: Yeah, it, like it was like the, World like cup. the war it ended.
3: Yes, so I mean, eventually it, it it will get there. But one of the reasons why it hasn't is because obviously those two teams, Cruz Azul and Chivas, winning it and then and, and them celebrating it like you know like it was like the World Cup, you get the press and you get the fans it's like, well, hold on, you're celebrating it because you haven't won the league in God knows how long. And I think that's where a lot of the people have the problem with it, you know. But I, I mean, honestly, it, I don't care if they won the league. I mean, it's a cup; it's different, you know. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's they, they just—they just—they just need to—they uh, just need to tweak it a little. And I think uh, I understand you know, that
0: their fans have suffered, and, and winning a little tournament like that is uh "Vamos al Zocalo," you know, it's or uh, "Vamos al Angel" moment. And. Uh, it's uh, simply just uh, not big enough to command that kind of reaction from its fans yet. So it'll 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 it may get there someday. So gentlemen, we got the end of this uh, Santos Galaxy match. What happens in the second leg? Does Santos pull through, or did, does uh, everyone agree with uh, Chiquis in the sense that Galaxy is going to get the win down in, in Torreon?
1: No, no, that was me that uh, made that prediction. Oh, was you, Christian? Yeah. But okay. you know what? I, I completely forgot that uh, Santos has Janini uh, and <clears throat> excuse me Renteria. They're out for this game, so I think that they've they've held on pretty well and they've sort of wrestled control of the game. Uh, I'm not sure they'll score, but if they go back to Torreon and they can bring at least one of those guys back, they they have a pretty good chance of of nicking this one. But I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't count the Galaxy out. I think they they have enough, and they could they could. Grab a goal or two.
0: Well, remember, if the, the Galaxy score a goal, that forces Santos to score two. Score two, which is so, why
1: yeah, I was saying that they should score one goal tonight because going back to Torreon, I mean, they, uh, I'm not entirely sure. You know, it's a little. I think the other the other three games, the other three series are more um, a little more settled in that sense. Uh, but I think this one, it's still up for grabs. I think Galaxy could could potentially take it.
0: I personally, I think it would be great to watch a, a Galaxy uh, America final. I think that, that would be very entertaining. I agree.
1: Because, I mean, you know. It would, be, it
0: would be the greatest thing that ever happens to the CONCACAF Champions League. That's for sure. Ay, Santos.
1: Ay, John. Oof. That's not a That
0: that I'm like a minute and a half ahead of you guys. I
1: know. I know. That's like, that's a lot of oops. They've had like a uh, couple plays this game where they, uh, they've been. Oh, pa- goal, you know, get...
5: Santos! Oh my god.
1: Are you serious? Oh. I'm kidding. You wow, <laughs> you're a dick, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's a dick move, man. That's a dick. I'm impressed. I'm Move. Good dude, for that your point.
5: That's be so, <laughs> so, be so buttery,
1: man. I don't even care about Santos. I don't. I don't even root for them. Dan would be upset, though.
0: Oh, I mean, you know, we'll probably, hopefully, uh, before we go, go off the air, Dan will give us his report from uh, what happened there in Carson,
2: which apparently... They they had a shot of the uh, the guys in the fans. I saw some Cholos, and I was like,
1: hey, man, that couldn't be Dan, would it? Uh, that's funny. Uh, Dan doesn't have that cholo. He, he, I mean, <laughs> I don't think he looks like a cholo.
0: Yeah, but you've never seen Dan. I mean, all you see is from the neck up. I mean, we know as far that's as true. we know you he know, could be, be covered in tattoos. Exactly, we he could be tatted out down to his
2: toes. A, yeah, that's true. It was a guy without a shirt on, a his shirt on all tattooed up.
4: Oh, man.
0: He was the guy in uh, the movie uh, Domino that he that <laughs> had to give the the lap yeah. dance to.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. It's, uh. Oh, Jason
2: Marquitz is on the chat there. Eh?
0: Oh, Tomás boy is the worst. Just the worst is what Jason says.
1: Well, he did. Uh, he did kind of hop in that when he was showing bandwagon over the summer. T- uh, talking about it, it is and how he had no character as a person. You know what's so player. shame
0: about that is that his game analysis was fantastic. Absolutely, I learned so Absolutely. much listening to him d- during the game. Like he was talking about. I think they had a five-man line, and he said the best way to beat this is for your 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 outside guys to run across the field in a diagonal because because right. they won't know who to cover. And right. sure enough, they do it a few times, and they almost score. And he's, he's like, "That's what they should do the whole game." They do it twice.
1: <laughs> yeah, he uh, he threw it all out the window there when he when he jo- when he joined the uh, the Lynch Mob after the uh, Panama incident. So I, uh, you know. I thought he was doing good. Yeah, he's a pretty good analyst, but you know, I can do without all the all the BS.
0: There's no question. Well, I don't know if Dan is going to join us before we uh, before we uh, before we end the show here tonight, but uh, hopefully he will. But as it stands, it looks like it's uh, pretty clear that the Liga I Meki's teams have the advantage of going to the second leg. Uh, the two teams that have to travel: uh, Rail Salt Lake. And DC United have to overcome two goal deficits in order to to win, and hope that the that the Mexican side, in this case, can hit that all and um, the don't score because if they do that, then they're going to have to score quite a few more goals. Absolutely. And then América has uh, two two uh, advantage going to uh, the Azteca, but unfortunately, it's a seven o'clock game for uh, for America, which means that people are going to be just getting off work because you know people in Mexico work longer; they don't get off at five like they do in the states.
1: That's an eight o'clock so game, right? It's a seven uh, o'clock Eastern, game local. Eastern time? Well, no, it's eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so it's in Mexico
0: it's a, City. That's
1: a it's five eight, o'clock eight uh, kickoff in the on the West Coast.
0: Yeah, those games. That that particular game should be at nine uh, in Mexico time because that way the, the the crowd would have a much better. There'd be a much better uh, turnout. For that game, because I think that, that game deserves that. And then, um, of course, Santos will be home to LA Galaxy, who just drew 0 0. And again, if a LA Galaxy gets a goal in that game, it's going to mean Santos is going to have to score two goals. Well, gentlemen, I think that that uh, about wraps it up tonight here on the, on our little podcast. This the is. Little podcast. Ronnie, one last word.
3: This is probably the most mellow uh, podcast uh, that we've had since we started. I
0: think you're right. I think it's because uh, we didn't have uh, Hoyle's influence. Not, to...
3: well, well, not that and, and just watching the game, you know. Yeah, we
0: weren't, you know, we weren't, well, maybe you guys weren't, but I was, I was trying to trying to keep it together somewhat. Here in beautiful Austin, Texas. Christian, final it's thought? Been a,
1: it's been a pleasure and uh, I think uh, anybody who's listening um, to us should know that Saturday uh, what I'll do on Friday is I'm going to get really drunk, so I have an excuse to stay home on Saturday because there's a really good slate of games for Liga IMX on Saturday. It's three games in the afternoon, uh, just probably the best matchups you're going to have in, in, in quite a while. Uh, so everybody should stay home and watch these games is what I'm going to say.
3: Okay. I, Well, I, you know, to our viewers, I apologize that we didn't have any wee-wee jokes today.
0: That's not true, though, because when I introduced you, we did
3: have one.
1: There was a BBC joke. No, that's
3: right. I got it out of the way. I got it out
1: that's
3: of the, the way. Early. That's, that's good. That's
1: good. <laughs> I got it out of the
3: way. Early. We didn't have any passive aggressiveness?
0: Well, we no, have There's that. plenty
3: of that. Yeah, we have <laughs> that
0: everywhere. That, uh, that's just part of our shtick. Ronnie, uh, Albert, excuse me, uh, any final thoughts for us tonight?
2: Uh. No, just saying, uh, what's up to everybody on the chat? Thank you for listening and uh, some final words here. Fight! Win! <laughs> okay.
1: it's been fun.
0: Well, we appreciate that, Fernando. Thank you for joining us. I know it was a little difficult for you tonight, appreciate it.
5: All right, no problem, man. I think, uh, this weekend, Monterrey is gonna uh, continue their super liderato and being Cruz Azul and you know, basically just dominating Liga MX and, um. You know, And that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend
0: You know I feel bad for you Pern That, that Monterrey is having this great season And they're so far off our radars That we never talk about
5: it. It's okay I know Usually that's, those sleepers are the ones that Get the warm I, th- I don't think I said that right <laughs>
0: Alright well I'm going to ask you one more time Fernando Before we go off Now when you watch Tigres play Against an MLS team In the CONCACAF Champions League Who do you root for? It Apparently, it's for nobody. He, he, his silence
1: like, speaks he for itself.
0: The, oh, my computer signals out, and he and he cut it out.
5: Yeah, uh, I just came back. Sorry about
0: that. Well, yeah, how convenient. Uh, how convenient for you, sir? Uh, well played. Yeah. What? Well played. Uh. Well played, sir. Well, gentlemen, that does wrap it up here tonight on the Los Asesos podcast. Uh, Yamanito Production. Join us uh, next week. And we'll, we'll again, uh, discuss the uh, multitude of topics that I'm sure will come up within the week's time and that great telenovela that we love watching so much. You got to make of My name is John Jagu. Thank you guys for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate all the folks that ch- joined us on the chat, on YouTube. And please uh, be sure to, if you want to listen to this again or tell your friends about it, we will be on iTunes over the next few days. We have a podcast on iTunes at that time. This has been the Dos Acero Podcast. Really enjoy um, chatting with you guys tonight. We'll talk to you guys
4: next week.